This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1025 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Dressage Radio Show, where Reese and Philip take on a list of habits for effective riders. This list happens to come from a dressage rider, but it sounds to me like this could be applied to just about anyone who sits on a horse. And we'll get right to our tip after this important message from (laughs) EquestrianCollections.com. Once again, I'm here with Debbie from Equestrian Collections, and she's got the Equestrian Collections product of the week. Take it away, Debbie. This week, I want to feature the Ovation Glitz Helmet. And one of the reasons is we had at my local horse club meeting not long ago, uh, we had um, a vendor come in, and she brought some of these Glitz helmets and put them out on the table, and everybody in the meeting was just mesmerized. Everybody had to have one of these things. And I thought, hmm, I'll bet you our listeners would like to hear about them too. Especially because, you know, this is a little bit different. It's it's got it's not overpowering bling. It's it's some bling. It has a little stripe that comes down in the front and they come in several colors. They come in pink and blue and silver and um, let's see, and then I think they've got black and silver, black and pink, and teal, and teal. So they've got a couple of different colors that come. It's it's something that makes it a little bit different um, that you can wear a schooling or it's a, a kind of a salvation schooling helmet. You can also wear them in some competitions and some you wouldn't want to, but for fun. And if you le- need another helmet, for instance, as your listeners know, I just came back from some major surgery, and I will hopefully be riding very soon. So the first thing I did was I bought one of these helmets because I thought, (laughs) this is going to get me back in the saddle really quickly because it's that kind of thing. It would make a terrific gift, I think, especially like a Christmas gift because it's got just a little bit of sparkle and bling on it. It fits like all the other Ovation helmets. Of course, it's all safety. You know, we have all the, um, the safety certifications, the ASTM certifications. Everything's clear and fine, and it fits just like their other helmets, really comfortable. Not too much bling, just enough. So for less, it's an $89.96 for less than $90. I think it makes a great, great helmet and a superior gift. So when you go to equestriancollections.com, just look for the Ovation Glitz Helmet. Thanks so much, Debbie. So, Philip, I saw this really cool thing online. I really try um, through Facebook to, to send articles that I feel like are, are really good articles, uh, and I'll forward them along. And this is one of the articles I actually found on Facebook that I really liked, uh, and I got some kicks out of the whole thing. Uh, but it's 10 Habits of Highly Effective Dressage Riders. That sounds pretty good. I know. Well, we want to be highly effective dressage riders, so here we go. Number <laughs> so here one, we go. This is how to do it. Yeah, this is how you do it. Only okay. ten steps. Only ten. Let's see. Let's see how how many we can do. Number one, an effective dressage rider looks at upon each failure as a ladder rung. One step on and lift yourself up. Well, I mean, you can't. Up. I mean, you can't be successful without having 
a ton of failures, right? That's, uh, that's right. what I tell people when I teach a lot. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. A mistake is, is teaching you just as much as success does, sometimes even more, you know? So I don't think there's a person who's done, done anything successfully you know, without making mistakes. So and dressage is the same thing. I mean, we always strive to be fair to our horses and, and to, to be perfect riders and, and have great balance and, and all these things that you need to be able to do. But you have to fail at those things first. So Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's a really good one. All right, all let's right. go. Number two, an effective dressage rider leaves their personal issues on the ground, approaching each ride emotionally neutral. That's hard to do. I think that's almost um, impossible to do every single day, all the time. Yeah, and I think you have to recognize. I, I have to be honest. Today, we had a really busy day here at the barn, and um, I was a little crunched on time, and we had a girl that couldn't be here. You know, there's a, this life was going on this afternoon, and I had my two horses to ride, which I never do. I always ride in the morning, but this morning was really cold, so I didn't, and I left them way too late in the day. Um and to be perfectly honest, I walked around and encountered them, and then I had I, I just I felt like I wasn't doing a good job. Um, so I just said, okay, it was actually sunny, a little windy, but sunny, and so we went outside because I felt like I I wasn't neutral, and it wasn't their fault, it wasn't anybody's fault. I just wasn't in that place, and I didn't have time to be in that place, and I just thought, you know, I'm just I'm just gonna take a deep breath and 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 we're gonna go on a walk and enjoy the enjoy the sunshine and do some hills and. So that's what I, I did. It easy. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes emotional issues are because of the horse. Right. And then, and that then too. That's, that's really tough, you know. That's or, really you know, or you get to the barn and there's some sort of barn-related issue. I mean, there's a million different ones I know from experience, but there's some issue there. And then you were fine coming to the barn and then all of a sudden something comes up or whatever. And then, right. then you got to get on the horse. Well... It's yeah. okay to take five minutes and just, you know, really try yeah. and center yourself and think, you know, how do I let this go or how does, how do, how am I too much emotionally wrapped up in this horse and, and sure. how do I do a good job of, of being normal today? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I so, think all those things, you have to really figure it out and, um, yeah, absolutely. So number, number four, number was four. number four. No, that was number two. So we need three. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Can't keep it all straight. Number three, effective dressage riders make themselves calm, make themselves the calm baseline that their equine partner can rely on at all times. I, like yeah, I mean, this is very similar, but this is, has to do, I think, with uh, you know, trust issues and and working on, um, you know, not taking emotion from outside the barn, but but this is just being emotional about the training, right? And yeah. you know, always when you're when you're going through challenges and and you're trying to fix stuff, things can get a little frustrating or you can get a little confused. And and you know, always always think back to what's so what signals in your aids are you are you giving to your horse? Are you being calm and confident and you know moving forward, or are you are are you unconfident and and sending mixed signals and stuff? So I think you have to really work at that as a rider. To be fair, you know, and to be fair, yeah, no, to be fair totally in your training, and to get to get stuff done, but not not from an anxious or frustrated point of view. Yeah, very good. All right, number four, an effective dressage rider owns their personal space, both on and off the horse. So basically, you have to have good posture. You have to stay. You know, you have to know. I think that this is really important because I have riders. You know, maybe they fall to the left 
and I tell them, hey, you should look in your normal life uh, what you're doing with your body because probably what you're doing on the horse is what you do, um, you know, in the chair or driving the car. And I find that with myself. I'm like, sit up, use your belly, you know, don't sit back. Um, so I do find that with my own personal, um, how I sit and how I stand. Uh, I have to be very careful and cautious with my own posture. Yeah, I think being um, a strong, like having a good, strong posture and, and sending um, positive, but very, very leadership type of aids to your horse, you know? So we talked about being yeah. calm, and now this is talking about being um, more more in the confidence realm of things and, and owning what you're doing and owning your aids and, and owning your communication with the horse. And... Uh, you know, you want to be, you, yeah, you you just have to have a really good confidence about yourself. And I think that's what this one is about. Number five? Absolutely. Number five, an effective dressage rider has trained their inner voice to be positive or constructively negative, never defeating. I think that that's really yeah, important. this is really good. Otherwise, you're going to not have a very fun time. Um you know, yeah, it just doesn't when, work. You know, when I, I think back to you know how how am I fixing problems or how how am I riding my horse? I mean, all, all of us I think go back to you know maybe the last lesson they were given or whatever, and and try and find your inner voice to be like your coaches that you know you want a coach to be to be helpful to you and to lead you in the right direction, but but not to put you down and not to put what you're trying to do down. If you're if you're not you know if you're riding on your own and you're not getting it. I mean, it's, you know, don't think it's your fault. Don't think it's your horse's fault. It just takes a really long time to learn to ride well. Yes. Well, I don't think you <laughs> That's ever all it is. learning just, to you ride You've got to go out there and stay positive and keep working at it, right? Yeah. We, we heard two international, you know, Grand Prix riders and trainers say that they continually work on their seat over the weekend and they still ride without stirrups and, you know, they're continuously working on their seat. And I think that that's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, look, okay. at, the, look at the things that you have achieved. You know, every time you run into a problem, just you got to go back and say, you know, listen, I, I, this other thing three weeks ago was really hard, and I was able to get through that, or I, you know, I thought I could never do this or that, and, and you know, look how far I've come. I can get through this if I just keep plugging away. I, I keep trying to get positive instruction and uh, and find ways to help me to to be a better rider and to help my horse be a be a better um, dressage horse. So stay positive. Keep your inner voice positive. Don't yep. tear yourself down. That's not going to help. No, it doesn't help. Mm-mm. All right, number six. An effective dressage rider knows success happens one ride at a time, day in and day out, remaining consistent and realistic in their daily goals and expectations. And I love uh, that. That's exactly what we were just talking about, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, it it's, doesn't get better, you know, all of a sudden. You know, sometimes we have these light bulb moments, but, you know, most of the time it's in the in the theory of dressage, the light bulb moments, and then you have to spend three months working it out yeah. and actually doing it. Working you know? it, yeah. It's important to understand, you know, where you're going and what you're trying to do, and then you got to do it. And that takes dedication, lots and lots and lots of riding, lots and lots of hours. Yeah. So. All right, number seven: an effective dressage rider has the courage to be creative in the problem solving, the courage to go beyond the textbook and think independently. And below this is the training scale. Yeah. Um, so as you whole, stick to the training scale, yeah. you can pretty much do whatever you want. Absolutely. And I think that that's really important, though, is, is if you sort of have a systematic approach on how you're going to train, 
and you know that training scale and you learn how it works and you learn that's what trainers do is, is they work within that scale. Um, then I think that you'll be, you'll be just fine. Yeah. I mean, you'll see if you go to clinics or you see a bunch of different people coaching, I mean, you can put the same rider, same horse in front of, you know, five or 10 international trainers they're all going to go after the training scale, but they might they might go at a, a little bit in a different way, you know. Um, suppleness problems are are a huge one that can be fixed in a number of. T- some people like shoulder in a little better, some people like travair a little better, you know. Some people are using a lot of leg yield, but they're all going after the same thing, you know. Um, first establishing you know rhythm and relaxation, and then going to the suppleness. And there's a million ways to do that, so you can be creative in your own in your own program. As long as you're sticking to the the steps and the training scale, I think you can have success. And then you figure it out, and, and you think, oh wow, look, this this That's really so works for me and my horse. Yeah, it's so smart. Exactly. All right, number eight. An effective dressage rider knows they must be an athlete in their own right before they expect their equine partner to be one. And I think we we have talked about that a lot. We talk about this show. a lot, yeah. Different ways yeah. to 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 improve fitness and flexibility, and uh, you know, all the athletic parts about being a rider. Absolutely, I love it. Okay, number nine: an effective dressage rider knows there is only one direction to go, forward. I love it. <laughs> when all yeah. else fails, I mean, go I forward. mean, they're built to they built to run and and, and yeah. speed and all of this, and that's what they love to do and. And so, if you're having pro- if you're having real problems, I think the big biggest solution is just go forward and, and let the horse enjoy his own movement and and don't get stuck in it. Um, you can you know refresh the horse's brain a little bit. You can get out of the arena, go for a gallop, you know stuff like this. Don't be, don't you know this is a dressage thing, but people get so much into the control of the movement that they forget that the horse just loves to move, loves to run. I mean, you put him out in a big paddock, you see, you see that in the horse, and that's their natural ability and their national instincts and and use that sometimes right absolutely and number 10 an effective dressage rider works for their horse not vice versa so i think that's always something to remember um yeah i mean it's i mean it's our fault we we you know we buy them or we breed them or or whatever and then we stick them in a stall and we expect them to be in our program and do everything that we want them to do but i think it's only fair to to give them everything that they need to do the best job that they can. And, and when you do all, you know, all the other nine steps and, you know, and, and being fair to the horse and being calm with the horse and giving them everything else, I think, I think you'll have a really willing equine partner. Excellent. So this one was written by Nancy Cotting, and I found it online at Watapama. Um, <laughs> it, it was on Facebook, and I just shared it, and I really liked it. And I thought Social it was media really- is awesome. Yeah, and I thought it was a really cool thing to to reproduce, and I wanted to talk about it here on the show. Cool. Thanks, Reese. Very cool. You're welcome. And there you have it. You can find links to today's guests, as well as more tips on topics ranging from barn care to websites for horse people at horsetipdaily.com. This podcast has been made possible through the generous support of equestriancollections.com and listeners like you. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.